The Sarah Padres have won the WCAL title with a 10-0 record. They're on to their next journey, the Road to State 2022. Hello and welcome to the Sarah High School Football Podcast. We are in our second portion. It's the Road to State 2022. We are here with Patrick Walsh once again, and we're going to talk about last week's game and and what we have in store for us in the next couple of weeks, or just this week for starters. Uh, Well, last week we played Palma and Salinas, and again, we're going to play another Salinas team this weekend. Final score was 57-7. It was a pretty awesome game with uh, Jaden Green coming out with back-to-back touchdowns, which set the tone for the game. Can you tell us a little bit about the first? I think the first two quarters, you had 29 points in the first and 14 in the second. Yes, we we came out strong. It it reminded me a lot of the Valley Christian game, where just things were going right uh, early and often. Mm -hmm. And it was uh, a great way to start the playoffs, a great way to, to, you know, we we didn't play the, the starters the whole game. This is a long war, if you will. It's it's a it's a week eleven. Now we're in week twelve. So any times we can get that opportunity, where bottom of the fire guys can get in the game and uh, you know continue to hold the line and achieve our goals and do all those fun things while the starters get a chance to chill and and, and root for their teammates, get ready for the next week. That's that was kind of the, the the good thing of the game was getting it getting it in, getting it over with, and, and getting on to the next week is where we're at now. Well, very exciting. I know that you got pretty much everybody in at one point. It was really yeah. cool. It was yeah. a lot of excitement. I just, I heard, I mean, you could feel it after the game. It was just very exciting to see. Yeah, we love, we love those games that, it, and that they're rare. They're rare even in our regular season. And because we plan such a great league, have such a competitive preseason mm-hmm. and the playoffs, obviously the top eight teams are forced into this division one, not forced, but that's just how we do things. Um, and so it's, it's kind of a rare occurrence to have that happen in the playoffs. And I'm, and I'm, I'm grateful that it did happen. Awesome. Well, um, I first want to talk about the yellow pants. Those were cool. And you guys had yellow sweatshirts to the coaches when it was yeah. uh, at the beginning of the game. I think it got a little warm. But uh, where did those come from and any significance or just kind well, of Well, I, cool? I played football at San Jose State and I've watched a lot of Spartan football. Um, the other Spartans, not De La Salle football, but the San Jose State football. I really root for Coach Brennan. He's a great guy. A lot of friends on the staff. Nice. And it's sometimes hard to do gold well. And as long as I've been here, we, it's just been kind of gold has always been the accent, you know, it's outlining a number, outlining a name or something of that nature. And we haven't really celebrated the gold in the blue and gold. It's always been blue or white and, yeah. and, and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, it just was like, look, an easy way to, to change up the uniform and keep things fresh and, you know, have a conversation like this yeah, is yeah. just change the pant color, which you see in the NFL a lot, totally. college, whatever. So, it was just something that that I had an idea to do, and it sounded like people liked it. it I heard Alf on Get Sport, Sports uh, Get Sports Focus say the San Jose Padres. I mean <laughs> the Sarah Padres because it looks so much right, like San Jose State. So I will say I was inspired by Spartan football. Awesome! It was very cool, very retro, and it was just kind of something cool to come out to. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about um, the classy organization we played because they Palma came out and they they really gave it a really good fight. And, yeah. Um, I know that you're, you're buddies with the coach. Um, yes, yes, coach. And we talked during the week before the game. I talked to him today. He's a really dear friend of mine, one of the really good guys in the Central Coast section, one of the really good guys in, uh, when it comes to high school football. And, and if it wasn't, again, I'm not, I'm not criticizing, but if, if our playoff system was set up differently, I, I, would, I think he'd have like seven state championships because they're a small school. They have 320 boys. And they're playing us. We have 800 or 900 boys. So it's, you know, there's always that debate. And when it comes to playoff time is should you do your playoffs by size of school? 
Should you do it by strength of program? Should you do it by private school, public school, which we can't do in the state of California. We can't split, which for the record, and I've told this to many of my friends in the CCS, and I've said things in the past that maybe have not been super popular, but I will say this. I do support public schools playing public schools and private schools playing private schools because there is what I would call the problem. Like what is the problem? Well, a lot of times in, in this case, this doesn't match up because Palm is also a private school. But just if you look around and for example, in 2019, we played, you know, uh, coach, um, at, um, half moon Bay, we mm-hmm. played half moon Bay high school, uh, 2019, they're 10 and 0, 10 and 0 wow. small school from the coast. One of the best teams they've ever had. They get the eight. So you have to play on the road at Sarah, put up a great fight, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, there's a public school, private school thing. Like, you know, they would have probably won a lower level state championship. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not criticizing the system. This is the way it is. But is it like a funding perspective that you're it's not funding? Okay. It's, it's, it's just the way we're constructed is differently. So everyone that goes to half moon Bay high school lives in half moon Bay. Mm-hmm. Not right, everyone so that goes to here. Sarah yeah. lives in San Mateo. Good point. Right. So, so it's geographical it, as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, this is debate's been going on forever yeah. really. And I, especially coming from De La Salle where they're the only private school over there, basically there's a couple, but basically the only private school in the East Bay, like I've been living this for 40 years, basically, mm-hmm. as long as I've been alive and could think about high school football. It's, 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 a, it's a, something that's been an issue in the state of California. The state of New Jersey um, has a, a private school championship ah. and in a flip role type situation, the state of Texas has basically a public school championship where the private schools want to get into it. It's I the see. opposite. Oh, almost. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cause you know, modern day St. John Bosco, like all these schools are just, they're so powerful and so good. All these private schools in California, where if you look at, if you look at Texas, it's, it's Westlake high school, which is a massive public school or uh, Duncanville high school, which is a massive public school in, in the Dallas area. So it's just funny. It's just different. It's, 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 we're humans. We're no one's the same. No state's the same. And, it's just one of those things. With that said, Coach Carnazzo, <laughs> I love him. He had a, he, by all accounts, they overachieved this year. They beat some teams they didn't think they were going to beat in the regular season. Um, they they had an, an awesome season. I talked to him today. It's just, it's always terrible, you know, handing in the gear and doing all that stuff. Right. And during the playoffs, you're fighting to, to stay away from that stuff. But again, he handled it with class. The kids were amazing. Um, they, you know, they are like I would call like a WCAL. Uh, essence team that's great yeah well yeah i mean it's never good to, i mean there has to be a winner has to be a loser but they they came out and they, yeah. they played well and and um and yep. so did we um speaking of of our team do you have any uh, response uh, like game scores or any have you sure, done sure. all the math with that yeah we we graded out at 87 percent as a team which wow. is good so we're we're staying Continue above that 85 percent yeah. mark um we still haven't had a 90 percent grade yet as a team Chucky, our wide receiver, got the first perfect score. Really? Oh, that's great. Being a football player. Number 22. Yep. Being a football player and being human is an imperfect experience, (laughs) as we talk a lot about on this podcast. Yes, we do. And it's hard to get 100% in a football game. And uh, Chucky did that. He blocked well, caught a touchdown pass. So he, he, I'd like to mention him for that. Yeah, that's great. And then our, we went nine of 12 in our goals. We went three for four in all three phases of the game, which is a pretty good standard. And we did not get the takeaways on defense. Defense played spectacular again, flew around the field, played great. Um, at one point we had more touchdowns than they had yards like late in the second wow. quarter, which is, whoa, that's, that's, we had three touchdowns and they did not have three yards. So they did a great job once again. Special awesome. teams. Um, we were three for four. 
we know we were seven for seven on PATs and field goals. So we got that goal. Was it the kickoff goal? It was a kickoff coverage goal. Yeah, we missed it by two yards. Mm. So we didn't get that goal. And then um, on offense, we didn't get our efficiency goal. Missed it by 1%. So we had 13% on 12%. And Socrates once asked a long time ago, back in the, the whatever, um, is a penalty not a penalty if it was declined? So he asked this question to his, his, the fellow Greeks, and they, what they said was it is a penalty because it happened. Mm-hmm. So even though Palma said we're not going to take the penalty, it still happened. In the Socrates, <laughs> it, it actually happened. We had an illegal man downfield. The penalty was declined because it was an incomplete pass. So they're like, now nah, we'll just take the downs. And so if we had come up on the other side of that philosophical debate, we would have got our goal, but it didn't feel right. So we went three for four there too. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm glad that we can philosophically well, figure gotta, it all out. Look right? back in history for some <laughs> totally. answers. Well, it was an awesome game. Um, all the players played great. Um, Dylan Judier kicked a bunch of amazing kicks as well. Yep. And it was just fun to see everybody out there having a lot of fun. It yes. was, it was great. Um, sadly, right before the, um, before the half father Joe was mm-hmm. um, taken out on a play. Yep. Um, I know that everybody's, you know, Wanting mm-hmm. to know how he's doing and um, yeah. how you kind of, I know the team, we saw he was in the tent and the players were very, very concerned. And I know that you had to turn that emotion around. So um, double question, how's yeah. he doing and how'd you do that? Well, he's in pain. I mean, he's, he's an older gentleman who's on a 17 year old, let's call it borrowed heart. Borrowed heart, yeah. Um, but it was a knee, it was a t- the tibia, it's right? tibia, Broken yes, tibia. yes. So just the, the concern is... So not everybody thought it was his, like that he had his head or something. Correct. So, so thank, thankfully sure. that didn't happen. So broken bones at this point are better than anything else, but it's causing him a lot of pain. I'm sorry. And um, he's, he's battling through it as only father Joe can. And he's dealing it with grace and humility and, and he's deflecting and it's like father Joe, just it's okay to say that you're in pain or that you need help or yeah. it's just how he is. I mean, he's literally the most humble man on the planet. He doesn't want any attention to ever be directed at him. It just even when like it almost feels like his leg is falling off. He's like, I don't want any attention. I'm sorry this happened. Like he's apologizing. I know. When he was on the field and I was holding his head and he he's laying there going, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry this happened. Like his you know, he felt like he was detracting from the experience of being a high school football player at Sarah. And it just like it melted my heart and tears were coming to my eyes and it was just it's just who he is and, and why he's so important to us. And I said yesterday after practice, I said, you know, life is not fair. And this is how I know life is not fair. If we were to take a poll and we were to take a vote on the one person you would not want to have this happen to. About the same thing. Everybody in the stadium, if they knew who was on the sideline, right. would vote Father Joe. 100%. And it kind of begs the question, like, why is he there in the first place? I'm having all these questions, like, whatever. You know, maybe I should have been, I should have been looking out for him more. I should have, you know, and this is what humans go through. We feel like we can control everything. Sometimes life is just not fair. And sometimes the answer to why it happened is because it did. No, I, I mean, I think I, I thought the same thing. I was like, out of everybody on the, I mean, not that anybody <laughs> deserves anything, but I just thought the same thing, but I do. I, I didn't, it did not surprise me yeah. that you were there within two seconds and, um, yeah, I mean, know, I, Duke I, was there immediately and everybody came to his aid and, um, and just as a community prayers for, for speedy mm-hmm. healing for him because he's, yeah. you know, an integral part of Sarah high school football and just our community at large. hundred so percent. Yeah. I talked to him, the, I talked to him this morning. He, it seems as he's getting better, but I just, the, I'm just, you know, being <laughs> a fellow human who loves father Joe, just, 
hopefully the pain just subsides, subsides a little bit. And, and, you know, why things happen, we, we just never know. We, and life is short and all the fun things. It just reminds us, once again, God has sent, has sent a messenger, mm-hmm. which I've always said about Father Joe, in this case, in a, in a different way. But he's always been this messenger to us, like this, this, to send messages through his love, his joy, his humility, but sadly also through, also through his pain. And I don't know. I'd rather not learn these lessons this way. But once again, it's like, guys, I, I told him in, in chapel on Monday, like, if you, if I took a knife and cut your, your wrist, you would bleed. And I, they were looking at me like, kind of weird, coach. I'm like, <laughs> but, you know, explain to me why driving 128 miles an hour on 280 is, makes sense. You know, because you're not concerned about that. You're a kid. And us as humans sometimes make decisions without thinking about the ramifications not as this but this was an opportunity for me to say look sure you know guys we're we're all human we we can all bleed we can all suffer we're all gonna die you know like what do we do with the times when we're in in joy like embrace those joyful moments so we can when we're in pain or when father joe's in pain or something we can dig back deep into those things that we've we knew that we made some emotional deposits to get us through the hard times because sadly we're all going to go through hard times it's just it's part of the contract. Right, right. Well, definitely. Well, and I, um, I'm glad to hear that. I'm sorry he's in pain, but I'm glad to hear that, you know, yeah. you're, I mean, I'm sure that, you know, in all of Father Joe's spirit, he would love the fact that you're using this as an example to encourage the boys to make good choices. So, yeah, you know, I, I think he'd respect everything that. Everything bad comes good. It's ridiculous, the support, too. Like, the support, I mean, it was my text machine thing was just, and, and, and it was like, how can I help Father Joe? What can I do? How can I help? I'm like, and I'm not a big social media guy, you know, I, I have become one more now because of things have changed or whatever, but I, I'm like, you have to follow me on Twitter. Uh, even was, you, I'm I sorry. Did, yeah, you did too. <laughs> you. I was like, Oh, I just love to waste your time. <laughs> you're like, Hey, yeah. You're like, I love wasting your time. And just, I want you, you to tell me directly, which I get. <laughs> don't, right. Don't, and I, and I sure really respect that. <laughs> I really respect that. And I'm not saying this to be dig me. You know what I mean? No, like, no, no. It's just Come more on. like what I'm doing is accentuating the point that so many people care sure. about father Joe that I was just like, follow me at Coach Walsh 20. I'll try to give daily updates so people can can do it. It was helpful, too. And I know a lot of people were following yeah. that. And that, that was great for, I mean, people are concerned, you know. Yeah. We are going to do a letter writing campaign, which I'll also do on at Coach Walsh 20. Um, and I can do it right now. Hey, what the heck? We're here. So okay. if you want to write a letter that I know will, will really help Father Joe, and this can be an alumni, this can be parents, anybody, write the letter. Write attention, Father Joe, and and mail the letter to Sarah High School, four five one West Twentieth Avenue, San Mateo, California nine four four zero three. Thank you nine four four zero three. Sometimes get that mixed up with the ones and the twos and everything nine four four zero three, and just put attention, Father Joe, Justin Ferdinand, our athletic director is going to uh, uh, compile yeah. them all, and then we'll have the team, the captains, deliver it to Father Joe so he can. Stay in the realm of reality because right now he's just battling, you know. Definitely, so I think wow. that'd be great. I think that's great. That's start. A- let's see how many we can get. The goals. Let's say the goal's a thousand. Why not? Let's I think get, we can accomplish let's get that. Father Joe a thousand. Let's do letters. It. Well wishes. Awesome. Yeah. Well, he certainly changed the um, the lives of thousands of people, uh, multiples. So that would be great. Okay. And um, you know, I know that you know as we talk on this podcast and just over the years, I you know. You have a, you're a big feeler and your team are, 
They're big mm-hmm. feelers. And I know that it's hard when, you know, we saw with some of the injuries last season, you know, it's hard to come back from that. And I saw the, the kids uh, were, were really, or young men were very concerned on the sidelines. And how do you as a leader turn, um, you know, shift the mentality? I mean, how do you make it so that they can still continue to go out and play that game? Because that, that's where the, there could be a game changer, right? Yeah. That's why it's called the game changer. Something like that could make mm-hmm. it so that the intensity wanes. So how do you do that as a coach? Well, in this case, it was easy. We took a knee and we, we said a prayer. Uh, we said a Hail Mary for, for fast healing for Father Joe. But for me, it was it was easy to, um, the messaging was, how would Father Joe want you to move on from this? Great. I'm going to tell you this right now. He's not going to want you sitting around here sulking, worried about him. He's going to want you to go out there and tackle people and <laughs> step with the correct foot. True. <laughs> so... What would Father Joe do? That's a good, What would Father good Joe statement. tell you right now yes. if he could? He would say, forget about me in this tent. Get your ass, right. uh, sorry, get your butt out there and go make a play. Mm-hmm. So that's what was said. And then as we were praying, it was really cool. It was I like, turn around just kind of, and and Palma was praying too. Father, and I saw that. Jeff that came awesome. over. He put his arm around me like, I'm so sorry. Like, and I said, look, listen, Jeff, make sure you tell your team. this was There was no chicanery. There's no, you guys, there's no ownership in this. This is just God's will at this point. And and so once again, just uh, a, a community of believers, a community of faith. This is why I love coaching at a Catholic school, mm-hmm. because we can talk about this and we can pray and we can, we can celebrate relationships and on a very, very deep level, on a spiritual level, on a religious level. Um, and that happened. And we're going to continue to do that for Father Joe as he heals. Awesome. Well, thank you for You're that welcome. update and, um, sure. and just for answering that question. So by the second half, um, your headset was off. And yeah. um, I saw that headsets were on some of the starters. And so <laughs> I thought that was really cool. And I didn't yeah. know anything about that, truly. And I wanted to know how that works and, and what, they're, what they're doing, what they're saying. And I saw yeah. Jabari Man and Joe Bay, where they were... We, we have a, a mockingbird group of seniors and juniors and players they are repeaters which is good when we're good when right. we're being good <laughs> and i haven't heard them repeat any negative things so they're that's good they know how to filter the good from the bad but they just like there's things we say in church and there's things we say uh, i mean in chapel there's things we say on the field that come up like a month later which I mean, these guys are listening right. so they're listening to the nuances whatever they were just doing their best emulation of what it feels like to be a coach. What does it be like to coach Falau? What's it like to be coach Thomas? So cool. It looks fun, actually. Yeah. They were laughing. They were... Yeah. I, so, I, so they are talking to who? The guys upstairs. The guys upstairs. Okay, yeah. so they're just I, I would say their, uh, their input was minimal. Okay. It was more... It was more, I got the headset on. It's kind yes. of like carrying the clipboard, right? You're yes. They're, they're, it was not one of those uh, strategic... Well, I didn't know if they were calling. I didn't know. I mean, the, yes, they were not. They were not. They got were, it. They, they were, were just... Messing around, having a good time. But why was your yeah. headset off? Because Coach Bell came down and okay. he called the second half from the field. Great. So we communicate with Coach Bell upstairs yeah. and Coach Vignal. Um, they're the guys we talk to upstairs about fronts and coverages and different things that are happening. And I said, hey, guys, come on down, call the rest of the game from the, from the field, which they like to be with the kids. Sure. Strategically, it's better to be upstairs so you can see everything. At least some coaches feel this way. And for Coach Bell... That's always been his mantra. He did one game from the sideline this year to be closer to, to Malawaki Smith and be able to have that, you know, player, coach, and immediate feedback for our quarterback. But he just sees the, the game better upstairs. So nice. That, that's what yeah, I, I don't know. I just I saw that. I'm like, oh, I wrote myself a little note. Um, awesome. Well, how's the team doing this week? How um, do you have any themes, any obstacles? I mean, what's the what's uh, the feeling? Well, the obstacle is a very good Salinas team. <laughs> yes. That's the obstacle. They're a very, very good team. They're 10 and 1. 
Um, they have they have a ton of spirit. They have a hundred kids on their team. They don't have any two way players. They're well coached. They're disciplined. They're talented. They're physical. They're fast. Um, they're they're a very 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 good CCS team. They beat Palma. You know, so if there's football math going on, they, right. we we have some similar opponents. Um, but they they seem to be hitting their stride at the right time, and they the they are definitely a formidable uh, opponent who's given us a lot of concern, and that's that's good. This is what you I mean. This is this is playoff right. time. It's, it's good. Yeah. It's supposed so to be. they're ten and one, um, five and one in league. Mm-hmm. They beat Palma. They beat SHP last week with a yep. score of twenty eight to twenty one. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty good game. But I I heard that they kind of dominated. Pretty yeah. much from the, the beginning. Did you watch? They were up fourteen zero to start the game, and, and it was looked look like one of those games that they were going to run away from. But Coach Grebe does an amazing job at Sacred Heart Prep. Oh yeah, and they they fought back. They stayed in the game. They had a chance to tie the game at the end of the game. They had a couple red zone turnovers, kind of like De La Salle, maybe that that really didn't they didn't overcome it. Mm-hmm. Um, they had some great drives where um, they, I threw an interception in the end zone. It it, it seemed to be. Yeah, touchdown that would put him, I think, even maybe at that point, and it, it, it turned into a, a Cowboys takeaway. Um, it, it was a great game. It was a great CCS game. It was it was, it was how the uh, committee wanted it to be, or would love to see all those games. And they they're just uh, they're a great team. And I know Coach Zank. I've just known him from over the yeah, years. Yeah, that's my next. I'm like, do you know Coach Zank? I, I do, and and not oh, very well, obviously. Right. But he's um, you know he's been around for a long time. He's a great coach. He's uh, and he's built a great program over there. They play in this place called the Pit, I've which heard, maybe yeah. some of your friends told you about last week. And it, what I see mostly is they just they love playing for Salinas High School. They play so hard. And when you see that, it's like, okay, we're, we're going to have to be at our very, very best. I watched the Eagles game on, on Monday night, I think it was. I didn't watch the whole thing. But, you know, the Eagles were undefeated. The other team came in. They were not undefeated. Can't remember who it was. Um, but... They just the, the turnovers kept that game close, kept it close. It seemed like the Eagles were the better team that day, but they weren't because they were turning the ball over. Next thing you know, they lose have their first loss of the year. So things like it that. Late in the season, yeah. yeah. Late in the season, this is this is where those goals, like focusing on being efficient, focusing on the goals, focusing on our breathing, you know, dealing with the stress of this, dealing with the fact that these guys are coming in. There's a very very high. If you if you pulled their team, 100 percent of them said they're gonna win, they're gonna win the game. There's no doubt about it. That's what I've seen on the film is the belief structure that they have. And we're going to have to fight against that all day on Saturday. Right. And I, I've been reading a lot of um, just articles, just, you know, Coach Sank being quoted. And, I mean, they're, they're definitely coming out for us. And, I mean, we've said that all along. I mean, who doesn't want to beat the undefeated team, right? Exactly. Um, and it's on a big stage. We were just, uh, USA Today just uh, ranked us in the top 20, number 19 nationally. That's a huge honor and an amazing, you know, national statement, right? Sure. So you've got um, the humility to deal with, with that. But it's also... Well, it doesn't mean anything. Right. Well, that's what I mean. But you've got it's on just, paper. It's, it's, it's on a paper, paper thing. And, and it's... It's not, it's just what it is. I mean, mm-hmm. for me, it doesn't matter. Nothing, none of it matters. Right. It, it may, it may or may not matter in two or three weeks. I mean, it, at this point, it doesn't matter because success is fleeting and it's fragile. And it's not something that I allow myself to have or feel or get into um, unless it's the Niners because I don't have to worry about them. Right. Just, the Niners, <laughs> they've won the last two games. We're the best. Like, being a coach and a fan are two different things. Totally, which is why I'm sitting here going, but we're number 19. Yeah, so yeah. I will I will say, I think Good. it is something you to You handle the about. fan part of it. It I, is, it I is. I mean, we've never amazing, been that way before. That's what I mean. I mean, yeah. it's just an amazing, um, I mean, it just, 
it's just a wonderful part of, of the history, right? Thank I mean, you. I know it's not a, um, something that you, you know, go and gloat. I will do that for you, but, um, but I think that it's, it's a huge, it's a huge thing for this big team country. and for the, it it's is a big, a big country. country. And I mean, like you said, I mean, you've got these teams in Texas, Florida. I mean, there's some, mm-hmm. I mean, the, to be ranked up there is, is, is a huge achievement. So congratulations. And also to be playing, you know, this close to Thanksgiving is always something that we yeah. have to be grateful for because yes. it's really hard. And I'm sure the boys are getting tired and, um, yeah. and yet still so excited. So, yeah, um, it's a, it's a great juxtaposition of, of being tired, but wanting to keep going and, and yeah. fighting. It's, it's week 12 for Salinas too. I mean, they're, they're not a hundred percent. I mean, we're not a hundred percent. No one's a hundred percent week 12. Right. And I, I always tell the kids, there's nothing, the only thing better than practicing on Thanksgiving is practicing the week after Thanksgiving. But it's, a, it's to say, <laughs> it's a wonderful day to practice right? Be with your family. And it's, it's not like, oh, no, we have to practice. It's, you know, everyone shows up, there's coffee. And like these things you have to image. You want to be a part of that and you have to earn it. Because mm-hmm. Salinas is going to give us nothing. They're not coming with turkeys this week. And like, hey, you're going to have a great uh Banquet next week. It's not happening. Right. So we're, we're, we're ready for a fight. Awesome. Well, they are a solid team, and we look forward to hosting them Saturday, 1 o'clock at Sarah High School. Um, it is a CCS semifinal game, so tickets are on GoFan.com, okay. so you cannot um, you can buy them at the door, I guess, with a QR code, but um, it's all online sales, pre-sales. And we look forward to having uh, Salinas here in our little pit. Yeah. And um, yeah. yeah, go Padres. Thanks for your time, Coach. Thank you. It's going to be a good battle.